Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for the Sunday main slate of October 15th. I think it's week six. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's going to win a million dollars. Um, might as well be us, right guys? I mean, like, let's do a little bit of uh, drilling, digging down, a little bit of research. It's worth our time. It's a million dollars. I mean, it's worth freaking your whole life pretty much. I mean, it's not quite a life maker anymore, but if you already got money, it would be good for me. I would like it a lot. Um, yesterday, in service of that, I have taken another step towards winning more Sims. You guys know I don't really think I can predict the Sims, even though every day I'm showing you these. And yes, it's going better than it should. Yes, I, I see probably something different than like the optimizers maybe being weird or something. I don't know. People do have optimizers. I don't use them. You can ask Berm in the chat or something of the Twitch for it, or I think he's Berm10 on... Um, on DraftKings, if you want to catch up, but it's almost a new season. Why would you use an optimizer? Uh, just read the Madden Streams info page to catch up. And let's see. Yeah, two of them yesterday. Two new uh, UFC tickets. I'm going to have more than 10 now. So I guess I'm going to take that slate seriously in like a week. Uh, I think they got 200 plus up top as well. Um, at this point, yes, I will mention uh, about half of you are not subscribed. So you should subscribe. It's really cool. We've got so many uh, returning viewers. But that does mean we have a lot of new viewers, and I don't really address new viewers as much. I kind of assume you guys are all here all the time, but then it turns out you're not here all the time. So I should say, you know, there's a playlist of, um, of what's it called, uh, content, <laughs> you know, evergreen content that'll walk you through kind of how to do um, MME in general. That means mass multi-entering, how to be responsible with it, how, you know, what's our different strategies why are we doing so many weird Madden things? We're doing them because this is 18 people who put a dollar in for a $25 thing. So that's seven divided by 18, a positive expected value. That's why I do the Madden Sims. It's not, it, they're putting a lot, a lot of tickets out there. They're rewarding people. Um, I do see that you guys are doing that because my ROI is a little bit lower in the mornings, but I have my alarms. They work out um, throughout the day and I can still get plus 100% EV on a lot of these things. You got to make the decision, though, as more of us get in there, are you still paying for the NASCAR ticket that's only 70% EV that you're going to have to sit on for six months? Meh, I don't know. I, I'm not doing, for instance, MLB opening day. I don't do securities that are a full year out. Come on, DraftKings. I'm not betting on the existence of DraftKings. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's see. Is there anything else? Yeah. So that playlist has a bunch of other stuff. Um, you should drill down. I don't remember it all right now. Oh, yeah. And we have now started a Discord as well. So you can look. I think it's in the YouTube um, description and it's in the podcast notes as well. So let's kind of have a unifying place where we can leave comments and stuff. Got I've, I've been missing too many comments and I'm sorry about that. That's the main reason to have a place where we can aggregate comments so that, you know, I don't miss a YouTube comment or I don't miss a Twitter comment or whatever. Um, as we go into slate. So we're going to have discord be the point place to kind of, you know, if you want to ask a question near the slate. Speaking of from last week, we're going to go over, it wouldn't load the bigger ones that I actually care about. So I'm doing like the single entry $5. I don't even think it's the biggest single entry $5 one, but you know, one of them from last week. Um, and obviously we know what one, that's not the point. The point is the type of lineups that won. That's what we're trying to review. Now I have my settings. My settings for the week are 49,800 to 50,000 and the stacks, you know, reasonable stacking is required. I don't go no QB stack. Did I set that this time? Probably not. I need to double check. I set that in the settings for this particular video. But when I go through the top 10, every single person in the top 10 meets these conditions. So I stop checking. 
but I bet if I kept going, ah, there we go, 11. We get to 11, we get somebody who doesn't meet the conditions. They both didn't stack and didn't use their salary, but they also didn't win that much money. So, you know, that's, that's my general feeling about GPPs. And that's why I check them all the time on the stream. You can see 80, 90% of the time, the way we're doing it wins the money. So well, I'll, I'll do the showdown review, by the way. I know that was yesterday as well, um, but I'll put that on the Sunday showdown show. I think that's more collectively related. And then we can keep all this to classic talk because it gets kind of long anyway. A lot of weather this week. So you got to double check um, late at towards lock. I don't, he's kind of randomly spewing out the yellows and greens here. I'm not convinced in, um, he's not as good at football as baseball because like it doesn't matter as much in football as in baseball. We don't have like a 30% boost to passing yards or, or whatever, but we do have like a bunch of these games. So Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Miami, and Tampa. We all have sustained wins getting close to the, do you want to dock them 5% zone? So for my first draft, I have assumed that it's sustained wins, 15 gusts over 20 in all of these places. So we get games kind of like that Kansas City game last night, where it was basically a little, it was like that. It was like 17, 16 miles an hour sustained, 30 mile an hour gusts. It wasn't that bad, but it's not like, you know, it's not like it has no effect. So I, I uh, negatively boosted, including some of these biggest games on the slate. Miami's team total, I, I nerfed it by one or two, I forget. Um, same thing for Cincinnati, same thing for a lot of these other teams like Carolina and Cleveland that are not going to matter because they're already not getting to them anyway. Um, stack exposure. Let me just make sure I have a reasonable four, five percent no stacks in 150. Yeah, okay. We got we got hurts and stuff. I can see it. Um, oh yeah. So I have some weird things I've done. I should let you know about the weird things I've done. The takes I have that are non-standard. My takes are play Kyron Williams, play Raheem Mostert. But I also have a related take, which is play some Salvin Ahmed. Because I don't think it's an accident what's happening with A-Chain. I think that Josh McDaniel is like doing that on purpose. And he's going to keep doing it. I mean, like, Ahmed is explosive, guys. He's not as good as A-Chain. But these guys are going to keep running the same plays, even with A-Chain out. And I, I, Ahmed could break one for 60 in a touchdown. Mostert could break two. Like, there's just tremendous upside for Miami back in this offense. We do have, so there's some question. We'll check into it at lock. I do also have, by the way, Alec Ingold I have at 12. So I'm aware of the situation. Like, Alec Ingold's going to get some snaps. It's a little bit unclear to me, like, Ahmed's health when, when Ingold's been getting these snaps. Also, though, like, you know what he's in there for. Ingold is bigger. He's, like, a better blocker than Ahmed. So it makes sense that he's getting less fantasy points per snap, and I don't really respect expect that to regress, just like when you put in Jake Funk in there. That's a backup tight end, or I view him more as a tight end than, I mean, I guess he is, he's technically a running back. Okay, he's not out there as a running back that much. We got Chris Brooks more recently that's also in the mix. I guess that's the main issue is like, we're not sure the exact order of these guys. And, and you know, like we've had several games where they're both available. Like this one, I think this one, Ingold, this is when Ahmed was last hurt and Ingold played over him. But anyways, because, because, no Ahmed at all the next week. Yeah, and it's all Ingold. But Ingold's like getting zero fantasy points a week and stuff. So anyway, his I just think his upside is limited by him being mostly a blocker. Nonetheless, I do have him included in the rule, Max one Miami running back. Because no, even though it did happen one week this year, I think it's unlikely, probably less than 5%. I guess one week per year would be one out of 17. So we're already over 5%. But that both Ahmed and Mostert reach their upside together. Seems unlikely. Is there is it a chance that I, 
I don't feel convinced by that argument when I say it. Yeah. So, I mean, am I going to unclick this? Possibly. I'm, I'm, that's in the range of uh, possibilities for me at this stage on Friday, depending on what we hear about their splits, what, where these ownerships are. I don't believe for a second that Ahmed's going to be 0% owned this week. We have enough sharks out there like myself, at least 1% of us will be binding. You have 150 lineups. Why not throw in freaking three or four Ahmed's, right? Like A-Chain worked out pretty good. And I mean, like, I know A-Chain, whatever. I, I'm, he's been a little bit unclear about the pronunciation of his name, so I don't feel too bad. Uh, so besides the running back calls, I never make restrictions on uh, wide receivers. So I haven't done my buffing or nerfing at this point in the slate for them, um, aside from team totals. So whatever we get there is not, it's all savers and whatever. It's quarterbacks and tight ends and running backs that I restrict. And then my flex. So wide receivers are just such high variance that, you know, I'll see what I get. And if I disagree with it, my, my quarterbacks for you guys on the uh, podcast, by the way, thank you everybody for listening. Oh yeah. And that did work. So let's do try to get now that we have like yesterday, we had like 60 views. Um, so I think we got 10 likes too. So that was dope. Let's do that again. Um, you know, uh, thank you very much uh, for coming. I'll say uh, a few more times for my Toastmasters friends. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we've got, I picked seven quarterbacks for 150. When I go down to um, 20 for my like, uh, whatever, Millie maker, I probably only do 20 of those, but you know, my, my $3, whatever, I'm 20 maxing. Um, I will cut out a few of these guys. So the obvious ones are in uh, Artua, Stafford, Hertz, Burrow, Lawrence, and then my cheap darts are Mayfield, Dobbs, and Howell. Nobody likes Howell. I think he's still got a bunch of weapons around him. It could go off at any time. Um, a lot of people on Dobbs. That's fine. I'm fine with that. And so who who do I cut out of this to go to the uh, 20? When I go to 20 maxing, uh, I will probably cut out Howell. Uh, and then I'm going to cut out. I don't think I like. Oh, crap. I mean, probably Tua just because I think you can get that value from the next group of guys. You don't have to pay up for Tua. So I'm going to cut Tua. And that put me at five. That's fine. So I'm going to cut Howell and Tua when I go to 20 max. Um, but yeah, for now, I'm, I'm sure they have a reasonable percentage. Huh, no, I don't have to cut almost anything. That's like 6% of my lineups. Cool. Yeah, I, I I set my restrictions, then I run the lineups, then I come check it out with you guys together so you can kind of see me my first layer of response so that you can mirror that response if you want to or change it if you think I suck. All right, so uh, Joe Mixon, no thanks. Don't want 56% Joe Mixon. No thanks on that much. Bijan as well, he's fine, but like, fine. We don't need more than like a quarter of him. Kamara, how much? It's fine. Like, I'm probably backing up the truck on Kamara is what it looks like. Yeah, I'm backing up the truck on Kamara, ETN. But backing up the truck for me on 150 lineups is like 35%. Never backing up the truck to like, I've learned my lesson and watched too many terrible lineups occur. I don't have that level of confidence that I know that much more than the field. I know maybe like going 2x the field is a huge stance. Completely fading them is like maybe not an effort for me. Speaking of, since I've said that, who do the field like that I am not on at all? Roshan. Roshan's possible. Roshan's possible. You might need him in the pool. Um, same thing with DeAndre Swift. So, yeah, I'm going to pop him in the pool. Um just because now that I have said you need to be very careful when you're fading other people's picks. Those are some picks that I would be careful fading. <sighs> Same thing with Brees. I'm seeing Brees down here. What kind of snaps did he get last week? 
Uh, Jets snap counts. I thought he was fine. I mean, I know that he got I, a lot of people hated his production last week, but his actual snaps was 40, right? Percent. Yeah, he's still their dominant running back. They're just not running him out there a lot. 40% is not great. This is standard PPR. This isn't PPR, though. His actual PPR is 47 per 100 snaps, but he's only getting a quarter of those. So 11 is exactly right, maybe 12. Huh. Well, didn't love that. Love to be. I want more usage out of Brees. Oh, right. Well, why isn't Dalvin Cook showing up there? Is he what? Is he not getting 20 snaps a game? That's so sad. Yikes. Well, don't play Dalvin Cook. Yes, and there's Michael Carter. Right. They've got three somewhat capable running backs there, surprisingly, in New in uh Brees's situation. So until one of them goes down, you can't really expect him to get there. I mean, like, he will be at 12 for me, but like still at 12, probably a pass, you know, even with 150. But do I pop, pop him in there, get three percent Brees? Yeah, 150 lineups. That's gonna be like five or six, so. It's possible that he, you need you need a Brees lineup, that you need a Swift lineup. What else do I think is possible? You might need one. That's that's what I'm thinking of for running backs. Now, I'm not going to pop them in flags because I don't think you need two of them. You know what I mean? You just need one a little, little, little bit here and there. Okay. So now that I've kind of sputtered. Oh, I haven't done my thing with DSTs just to show you what to do with DSTs. Nobody knows what's going to happen with defenses and scoring is stupid. So ownership and complete fade. Anything that's double-digit owned, don't care the circumstance. Don't care. Always a fade for me. Anytime you get a double-digit owned um, defense, same thing with this uh, Eagles game. Sure. Uh, what's his name? Zach Wilson looked pretty good last week. And also, um, uh, yeah, I just uh, I think the Eagles will put up a lot of points. And in that kind of game environment, the other team can put up a lot of points, too, because they're going to be a lot of possessions. So I'm not, uh, not on that fade. 49ers-Cleveland, yeah, that, that's a slow-paced game. I can... That's going to be the, the chalkiest one I get to. But so that's my defense, what I do for defenses. Now, what about wide receivers? I should at least show you one layer of processing that while it's processing everything. Cooper Cup, no thanks. I don't, I'm not convinced. I'm not going to be over the field on Cup yet. I haven't seen him looking good or Nakua not taking his volume. I'm not convinced that they both get there. So I can't be on that. Plus it's Arizona, like, I cut him out. I didn't allow Cup in the flex because I don't want this passing attack. Like, if he doesn't score one of the first touchdowns before it's a blowout, he's not going to score any touchdowns at all. He's going to be on the bench resting. So I think 20% max is the chance that he he does get there. Love this. We're really getting 4% Mike Evans. Love that. Uh, I'll, I'll eat that all the way to 30%. Um, you know, double check that's right ownership. Um, but yeah, is he is he hurt? I don't think. Oh, questionable. All right. Mike Evans injury does not practice. The Todd Bull said it would be important for him what he Friday. Okay. So, okay. News from 22 seconds ago. Mike Hanshing was at the portion of practice open to media, warmed up, and was expected to run full speed. Okay. So, with that news, I'm fine leaving Mike Evans in here. Even that he's coming back from a hamstring injury, maybe I don't jam him at quite that level. I would expect him to be a little off. Um, but, I mean, expecting him to be a little off, you can still get the 15% Mike Evans with some level of confidence that a little off he could get 20 points. He's incredible. But I'm fine sprinkling that 
that ownership elsewhere for the time being. Don't have any, like I said, don't have any specific calls here on wide receivers have not even looked at the pool yet. So, you know, and also, you know, wide receivers are more of a late call for their um, availability. Cause let's see, we're going to value Michael Thomas. What's he at? What's his, is he still hmm, 5,000? Yeah. These value receivers are probably the value receivers. So I don't know. I'm not, I, the projections are good for receivers, right? I mean, like, that's the thing. They're already weighing their chance of a touchdown appropriately. It's already in PPR, very clear what a receiver's role is. You just take their routes um, expected and stuff. And so I don't have, that's the thing. Like other other positions like tight end or running back, I may disagree with the poten- the uh, prescribed usage. For uh, tight end, for instance, I, I always include guys like Branson and Smythe because that's that's something where, the field, if they're not including these 2,900 guys, are completely not getting to possible lineups. And whenever somebody's not getting to a possible lineup that's in the efficiency set, it's like in the most efficient, likely to win set, that's where you zoom in. So I'm always on Smythe and I'm always on Granson because they're always on the field. Every single uh, red zone snap, these guys will be on the field and they're less than $3,000. That is insane. I know that they're only going to score six or seven points. I am not jamming them, but it is possible. And I, I get asked about this sometimes. 5% is about how often you should wind up with a tight end in your flex. 8% for this data set, that's fine. I will say 10% is the most I would ever want to go on a slate. But is it Hawkinson on this slate? Maybe. I mean, like, I don't know what that opens up. So, you know, I'll just make sure I got my cap in there. So you know, he's my only tight end that made the list of possible guys this week for flex, which otherwise is Hill, Chase, Adams, Kyron Williams, uh, Mostert, Ahmed, Josh Jacobs, uh, McCaffrey, Hawkinson, right? Robinson, Etienne, and Kamara and Joe Mixon. So I don't believe in Puka Nakua for the same reason I don't believe in Cooper Cup. I think they're going to, I might even change their projections because I think they will not both get to these levels at the same time. So maybe it's a max one and I put them both in. I don't know. There's some kind of rule thing I have to do here. And I'm not including Mike Evans. Yeah. Still worried about the injury. I'm more conservative. I like to play um, a mix of three running backs and three wide receivers. I, I, you know, I like to try to match what I think the actual um, optimal is. And yeah. Do I think I'm going to get to this much Salvan Ahmed now that I'm seeing that I am at like infinity percent? No, I'm definitely not going to be at 72% Ahmed. I meant I did cap it. I capped him in running back though. I didn't cap his overall ownership. So I'm going to have trouble with the pool now because he's at 60%. So I'm going to have to rebuild eventually. It's going to tell me right now. But that's probably also all I got to say for this main slate. So I guess I'll probably wrap it up as it tells me unable to meet exposures and say, Oh, Mostert, right. It's going to go one way or the other with that one. Well, I don't want to be 76% Mostert or this amount of Kyron Williams. So I will cap those guys at 45% Mostert. That's going to be my most aggressive play of the slate. I love Raheem. And I think somebody for sure from Miami gets there. Their offense is in, uh, if you're not changing the way that you project Miami, you are wrong. It's not HN. Moster got there with him twice. Like this is a wild offense. It is good, but it's the utilization. Um, they're running just so many plays with the running backs streaking, streaking. Uh, was it them? Somebody ran a wheel route that you see in Madden the other day. I don't think it was them actually. It was like maybe Indianapolis. Somebody ran. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Indianapolis 
but somebody ran that crazy wheel route you see in Madden sometimes, and you're like, why don't they run that in the game? And they ran in the game, and it worked just like in Madden, because when you run the running back out of the backfield, and I know that Kansas City did this with Kadarius Tony, but I'm talking about an actual running back who's really normally a running back. If you run him out of the backfield and just put him on an all streak, whoever that you know linebacker is can't keep up with him. So if you've got decent pa- pass protection, this play's got to be in the mix. Anyway, so this is my uh, hey, here's how you should coach football guys from from guy who like is doesn't know anything about football. I'm, I'm citing Madden here, so that is uh, about how seriously you should take that little rant there. Okay, this is petering out. I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, that's all I got. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. And uh, this Sunday, it's a million dollars. Hope it's one of us, guys. <laughs>